This is an AMI podcast. Welcome back to this AMI Audio Live presentation. Ramya Muth and Kelly McDonald. We are the hosts of Kelly and Company. Hanging out with you today from the Science Center in Toronto, which is the site and location of the National Braille Conference. Lots of CNIB people here moving around. Lots of wonderful uh, presenters in town and, of course, contributors uh, here on the exhibit floor showing what they've got. And, of course, Ramya, the focus, Braille. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of Braille, but also not Braille. There's, there's tons of Braille stuff here, but, uh, you know, if you're wanting to learn about Braille but also interested in other things, this is also the place to be because um, you've got people representing all kinds of alternative formats of print for people with vision loss. So, yeah. Over the next couple of days, we're going to really get into that area that, I mean, we get a lot of tech uh, thrown at us. We get a lot of tech, uh, you know, events to go to yes. where you get to see everything, low vision um, for people using audio. But the focus here is a lot of what Braille does, and it's a couple of days where Braille does get a chance to take center stage because of those people who say, oh, is Braille dying off? Exactly. Uh, I wouldn't run around saying that here. There Mm-mm. are plenty of people to refute that, and we'll straighten you out on it. <laughs> uh, we're going to get back to more of that kind of conversation, though, in hour two right here, um, start, you know, in, in a little bit. But right now, let's uh, stick with a little bit of sports stuff. Um, we welcome in Brock Richardson. The Neutral Zone, an in-depth discussion on parasports and professional sports with your host and Paralympian, Brock Richardson. What's going on, pal? Welcome to the program. Brock Richardson on our set today here at the Science Center. How's it going? It's not very often that I see you in the flesh. No, and let alone at another location. Yes. Yeah, we both got led into the same location. Yes. Wow. It's scary. Where's security? Although What's I went on? to a different location before I ended up here. But. <laughs> yeah, you had a little side journey. <laughs> That's uh, hilarious. Another story gardens. for another time? Yeah, it was, it was quite the trip. And my, my attendant said to me, yeah, I know, I got it, I got it covered. And then we ended up at the botanical cover. That's gardens. where you really wanted to be, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? i tell you, it's a good location for another remote. We'll do that someday. Oh. Sir, let's uh, talk a bit about the Major League Baseball playoffs, which are really humming along. Lots of balls being hit out. Lots of runs being scored. Uh, let's discuss the uh, two series that remain. Yeah, so let's start with the Boston-Houston series. That is quite the entertaining series. Uh, lots of hits, as you mentioned, lots of home runs. Um, last night was quite a back-and-forth affair. They had Houston was up for a while. Then Boston really broke it open uh, with that grand slam. Then Houston climbed back. I would think that Boston will either win tonight again or going back home in Boston. It'll be very tough to win two in a row in Boston. Feels really kind of gloomy for Houston. There just doesn't seem to be the counter that, that you're always looking for. They're, they're kind of hanging in there, but it's almost like that fly that, that Boston said, would you just get out of here? Go yeah. away. Yeah. Uh, even in Houston. Yeah, and it's, it's almost like, you know, Houston made that counter punch last night, went up by one run. And then Boston said, uh-uh, there Sorry. goes the baseball with four runners on, well, bases loaded, so four runs scored, and then that was the game sort of thing. So one of the interesting theories that you've had, and we've said this on the neutral zone, uh, when it comes into the playoffs, you feel very strongly, 
when it comes to that, and as you watch and you feel even more strongly that pitchers really shouldn't be batting. No. Wow. I, I really, as you said, I really feel strongly about it. The reason being is what do you pay a pitcher to do? You pay them to pitch the ball. If someone like Clayton Kershaw broke his hand because he got a hit by pitch or something, they would be really up the creek without a paddle. He's paid to pitch, and I really have have struggles with it. Yeah, I get it. Brandon Woodruff hit a home run. It was all glitz and glamour, and, oh, let's see if he can do it again. But at the end of the day, I really feel the pitcher is meant to pitch the baseball, and that's it. Wow. So, so if they'd never brought in the designated hitter rule back in the 70s, do you feel, of course, being all you would know is pitchers batting, seeing people get hit on the hands as we do constantly or whatever, fouling balls off themselves or whatever, still is able to take you out, do you feel people, other people, yourself, would feel that this is dangerous for pitchers or would it not even be a thought? I, I've always liked pitchers batting. It probably wouldn't be a thought, I'll yeah. be perfectly honest with you, if I didn't see it and know there was another side to it. You don't think there'd be a shout for it. We need a law rule that pitchers don't have to bat. Because what would that rule have been, right? Like nobody would have that idea of, well, what do we do? Now they can say, oh, there should be a designated hitter. But I agree, it's kind of one of those things, unless it was there in front of your face, this is a solution, probably wouldn't have changed. Hmm. You really feel it has that much impact and could change a series? Yeah, like I, I, I really do. I think if, you know, like I said, I'll go back to, you know, Clayton Kershaw. Yep. He, if they lost him, they would be in trouble. Yeah, he struggled. But last night he really had a really good game and kind of kept them in there. So I would be really mad if Star Pitcher went down. Um, and I'm not just talking about Blue Jays. I'm talking league-wide. Mm-hmm. If your Star Pitcher went down, you'd be, you'd be in big trouble. Uh, Brock, want to talk a little bit of NBA. The season started this week. Uh, what are your thoughts? And Raptors last night. So the Raptors last night, here's the thing. They looked really, really good. And one of the things that I want to talk about with you guys is they, we kind of went through this phase of like, oh, DeMar DeRozan's gone, poor us, blah, blah, blah. Now the fans are kind of accepting Kawhi Leonard and realizing that he's the guy. Is this a case of like time has gone by, we can kind of not forget about him, but put him aside because Kawhi's the new guy? Cal? I don't know. Uh, DeRozan went off for 28 points last night in the San Antonio game, so I'm sure there are some people missing, but when you bring somebody in a, with the, a, that you're told is top five in the league and you know he can do defense, we know DeMar DeRozan could not. Just couldn't, wouldn't. He got a little bit better at it, but we knew every year DeMar would come into the season with a new game, new something that he had worked on over the summer. Um, Unfortunately, I'm very unsympathetic. People in Toronto, people who are fans uh, around the country said, we want change. Well, we lost Wayne Casey, Mm -hmm. a move I would have never made. DeMar DeRozan for Coy Leonard to take a chance on a player that if he comes back from his last year injury that made him allowed him only to play nine games for San Antonio... Uh, a guy that so far we've been told will hardly ever talk. Well, I've heard him talk more than I have Kyle Lowry this year. Um, I really feel a good move was made, and you've got to take these opportunities and spin the dice. Because the reality is, what do we have to lose? All we were going to do is tear the team down anyway. Rami, you're kind of a basketball girl, your thought? I'm just saying that the change is made. It's kind of off of what Kelly's saying, but good or bad, where I'm at right now is 
yeah, yeah, we had the few months to be angry, be happy, be aggressive, whatever. And now the changes are made. Kawhi saying he's contributing. He's already accepted it, right? We saw that in the, the press conference. But after that, there's not much left. I mean, people who love DeRozan can follow him elsewhere but <laughs> it's it's kind of it's it, that's rough like that's just what it is our team if your team is toronto your team is toronto and this is what it's going to be the changes have been made but what do you think about wins and losses do you think they're going to be repeating 59 wins after all, all the chaos and kind of team dynamic changes we'll see you got a new coach obviously a new system theoretically we'll see what they do I really think it matters when it comes down to the playoffs. I, at the end of the day, the playoffs is when this team really needs to put up. Uh, but leading into the playoffs, because we had a great season last year. Yeah, it, so I, I don't know. They could be anywhere from, you know, 50 wins. I'm hoping to see them get around the, the 59 win mark, but I'd be all happy with, like, high 40s, low 50s as well. So, yeah. Are you a believer there's going to be a step back? Um, or the, or, or resistance are, in the team? Yeah, or are the other teams, Philly, Boston, that much better? I do think um, Boston is, is, is really good. I'm looking forward to kind of seeing what happens on Friday night. I know it's early in the season, but it's kind of an early uh, litmus test for this team to see where they kind of stand. I know yesterday or the day before you were kind of on the, you know, weren't really minded by the Cavaliers. You kind of wanted to see them. Against Boston, I'm right there with you. Mm -hmm. I just... Yeah, Cavaliers, I expect the same thing we saw a few years back. I mean, you got some decent pieces, but none of those pieces really work well together on that team as a, you know, compared to other teams like Indiana or, or Milwaukee um, to see those guys, those young guys work together. And with Boston having such a good playoff run and now adding Gordon Hayward and guys that are now healthy and Kyrie long as they can work together and people are willing to take that, st take that step back. Should be good. Uh, sir, we better switch gears. Let's go to National Hockey League. Your thoughts so far? Uh, I guess for me the biggest surprise outside of, not outside of the Leafs, but talking about Montreal, nobody expected them to be 4-1-1. <laughs> no way. I was not one of these people. I really expected them to kind of be at best uh, around a 500 uh, team, but they really, really have uh, pulled it out. And, what, why? Uh, what, what's going on? Their goaltender. Is it just? No. See, I, <laughs> I think people don't know how to take on these rookies and the young energy. That too, but when you get the best goaltender in the world, that can give you mm. a little bit of boost of confidence to know that that puck is going to be stopped. So that kind of gives the rookies and the other guys kind of a little jump in their step and, oh, we can go put the puck in the net, you know, kind of deal. Um, and, and that's just the way it is. Biggest, let's say, disappointment for me is the Vegas Golden Knights. I really think you're seeing what we expected this team to be last year. Not saying that their run was kind of a magic run, but it was nothing anyone expected. Now they're um, four, four, three and four uh, starting the season. I really think that that's kind of what we expected. Um, yeah. I find... You will get a team and people either, other teams either underestimate them and, and, and or over-prepare or under-prepare in the way of, like Montreal for the example. You got all these younger kids, like, who's worried about them? Same with uh, Ottawa. Who's worried about these guys? They're going to lose. Bang. 
they come in and take you by surprise. Here, oh Ottawa God. beat Toronto. That's right. They're hanging right in here. Yeah. How's they? How are they doing this? And it's either I, I don't want to say they're not prepared. I think it's totally the mindset. And uh, we obviously know teams have teams they can beat, teams they can't beat, no matter what. It just seems to be that way. So I'm anxious. I think, like you say, Golden Knights. Let's see if this is the true team. This is, you know, the run last year was whoa. Everyone expected they'll be last place. But then again, building. halfway through the season, yeah, they did people, show themselves. People started to think maybe this team is real. Yeah, they started to buy into that. Okay, maybe they are as good as they are. And I'm not saying they're as bad as they are now, but we might see that fall off of, well, maybe this team might not be as good. The message I have for Edmonton, just quickly, is they're going to be better. They they were in, like, Europe for quite a bit of time and kind of struggled out of the gates. I think this team's going to be better. Uh, the Leafs, very quickly, stay out of the penalty box. Cause yeah. That's going to be the one strength of this team beyond Get some their skill. defense. Yeah, yeah. Just stay out of the penalty box if you're any other team because their power play is lethal. Mm. Um, yeah. Really cool. Awesome thoughts, sir. Uh, you going to stick around for a little bit and check things out here? I will. Yeah, float around, and uh, we're going to be having lots of fun. Great to have you on the set. Great to see you, too. Yes, great to see you as well. Uh, this AMI Audio Live. We're going to take a break, folks. Uh, Ramya Muthan, Callie McDonald. We'll be back in a few moments. We're going to uh, find a little bit more what's going on on the floor here and uh, discuss some technology in the next uh, segment. So stick around. CNIB technology expert Shane Laurinaitis, he joins us right here after this. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. 
Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.